Welcome to Powerless to Powerful. This is the number one positive side of addiction podcast. My name is Mark Mascola. I'm glad to be here and grateful you are here as well. Powerless to Powerful is a book, a podcast, live and recorded workshops that we created for men and for the women who love those men. Our purpose is to help raise the percentages of men who realize the rewards of long-term recovery from addiction. Anyone can tell you how to get clean and sober. The game, my brother, is to remain clean and sober. How do we do it? Unlike so many recovery messages that focus on what is wrong with you, we use the psychology of empowerment to discover and awaken what is right with you, your strengths, your values, understanding your true identity and the man God created you to be and to become. Are you ready to find a purpose for your recovery and a purpose for your life because of your recovery? I know that's why you're here. I am willing to say the one thing most men in recovery want to say but won't. It's not in my nature to be powerless, and I can promise my brother it's not in yours either. Buckle up. Here we go. All right, here we go. The title of today's session, this is not what I signed up for. So when you hear the title, you might think there's a problem, right? I didn't get what I came here for. Let me, let me begin with a little story. 1999, I'm sitting in a rocking chair thinking about my life. Right, my wife, my kids, my business. I was looking back at everything. And I was asking myself some really profound questions. Most important one was what had happened to me from a former college athlete? You know, I had a, a great house. Thought I had a great business, three great kids. You know, I thought everything in my life was pretty was pretty good. But you see, the rocking chair that I was sitting in was on the front porch of a drug and alcohol rehab center. And let me tell you, my life was a mess. It was an absolute disaster. My business and my marriage was coming apart at the seams. I spent little to no time with my kids. All I did was work. I, I you know, I, my my business consumed all of my waking and most of my sleeping hours. My entire life was crumbling into a pile, and I couldn't stop it. You know, I had I had um, had some dear friends that were I, I had my my now ex wife at the time had had told me to get out of the house. You know, I was going to see a psychiatrist that was, and I'm not going to give you the long version of my story. Uh, I, I was going to see a psychiatrist who was just absolutely pumping me full of all kinds of every kind of pill. I was on antipsychotics sleeping meds, you know, I, I was going through extreme uh, panic and anxiety. And the only thing that I knew how to do, the medicine was making me feel so bad that, that I would just drink myself to sleep. 
So my, I, I was home one night and, and, you know, I was, some of the pills I was, I was t- taking Clonopin and Xanax and, you know, like I said, I, I felt so bad taking the pills that, that I, you know, a quart of Budweiser always was going to fix that, right? You know, the insanity of life in addiction. And looking back on that, you know, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. It was a hell that I, I never, today I realize how close to death I was. Um, but, I, you know, w- one night I, I leaned over to kiss my little girl goodnight and my feet slipped out from under me. Uh, you know, it was, you know, she was in the middle of her bed and, and I just, I leaned over and my feet slipped out from under me and I, and I fell, I just fell right on top of her. And I, you know, it didn't, nobody got hurt it, and, and I didn't think it was any big deal until I looked in the doorway and I saw my wife standing there. The absolute, and I can see it today, you know, 23 plus years later. I can see the disgust in her face. So she said to me, you get out of this house until you get some help. And so I did. I, I, I moved out of the house and, you know, I, I, I had, a, had a couple of friends that would show up. Uh, I, I had a, uh, a house trailer on a piece of property that we owned that I was using, that I had used as, as my construction office. And um, I had a couple of buddies that would just, and that's where I was staying as, you know, as my crazy wife, right? Get out of this house till you get some help. And, and you know, I tried to keep everybody convinced. I had it all together. You know, I had a couple of buddies that would stop in, check on me from time to time because they knew I was in trouble. You know, one, this one friend of mine showed up, you know, one morning at eight o'clock. And, and here I am sitting at the desk in this house trailer that I had that I was using as my office. I'm sitting there in my underwear. I hadn't had a shower and got a bottle of pills and a, and a beer sitting on the, on the desk and, and had a pistol sitting there. And I, you know, I, I didn't, I wasn't thinking about the significance of that gun sitting there. But now that I look back on it, I think the, the sheer insanity of what that looked like. And so this buddy of mine comes and knocks on the door and, you know, I rush and I put the beer under the desk and, and sit back down in my underwear. And, and, you know, I'm trying to convince him I got it all together. You know, everything's okay, man. I got this all figured out. But I'll never forget the day I gave up. July 29th, 1999, I had been given the, the gift of desperation. I just knew I couldn't do this anymore. You know, I, di- I didn't know what I was going to do. I just knew, you know, Ashley says this all the time. You know, I didn't know what I was going to do. I just knew I couldn't do this anymore. So I called my, my wife at the time, my ex-wife now, and, and said, I, you know, I give up. It, it was Thursday, July 29th, 1999. And I said, I, I give up. I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go to treatment. And she says, good. We've got an appointment set up for you tomorrow. And I, you know, I didn't know that there were some things going on behind the scenes. She had actually kind of gotten together a group of people, and, and the next day on Friday, there was supposed to be an intervention, and they had a had an appointment set up for me at a treatment center. And I said to her, I said, you're not hearing me. I, I need to go today because I don't need another night 
where I'll change my mind because I knew I would. There was this moment of clarity, number one, where I said I can't do this anymore. Number two, I, I, I knew that, that I couldn't be given a stretch of time to change my mind because I would. So when you look at the title of this, this is not what I signed up for. Here's, here's what happened. I decided to go to treatment to save my marriage and my business. At the end of the first year, I lost them both, right? My, my ex-wife decided she just, she didn't want to be married anymore. You know, I was doing, I was doing the deal. I was going to AA and NA meetings. I had a sponsor, you know, I had been, I, I wasn't relapsing. I, I was doing the deal, but she just, she had had enough or whatever. And, and, you know, and this, this is something that, you know, I've had to make peace with. She'll she'll tell everybody in the world that, you know, our marriage ended because of my addiction, and and I'll say my addiction was because our our marriage just wasn't going well, right? I drank and drugged myself to sleep because I I, I couldn't I just couldn't stand the life that I was living, and my marriage was part of that. So when when I tell my story. You know, I, my, I, I talk about, you know, what it was like, what happened, and, and what it's like now. So when you hear me say the title of this is, is this is not what I signed up for, you know, what, had, what, what happened? What, you know, my, I, I ended up filing bankruptcy. My business crumbled into a pile. I just couldn't, you know, I just couldn't, I couldn't get above all of the demons that were chasing me as it related to that. My marriage was over. And, and I realized today, you know, in the things that I, I write about and I talk about, you know, there, there are three distinct phases of recovery. You know, the first phase is just the physical abstinence phase. I just got to quit doing what I'm doing. My life gets better. It's the addition by subtraction phase. Phase number two is, is where you rebuild the life that crumbled because of your addiction. And a lot of men, and I was one of them, a lot of people rebuild the life that was the source of their addiction. That's what I was trying to do. You know, the message I was getting at AA and NA meetings, you know, just stay clean and sober, which was right, but rebuilding the life that was the source of my addiction was going to lead me back to addiction. You know, the career that, that again, had me that controlled all of my waking and most of my sleeping hours. The marriage that was coming apart at the seams, you know, just being clean and sober and settling for that was not the journey for me. And then when I talk about the third phase of recovery, and this is where the magic happens. This is the, the creation and life's purpose phase. This is where you find a purpose for your recovery and a purpose for your life because of your recovery. So when I talk about this is not what I signed up for, it's not a problem for me today. I, I didn't, you know, I went to get clean and sober to save my, my marriage and my company. I didn't sign up to be a podcast host and to be an author and to create 
you know, workshops and courses and, and all of those things, uh, that's not what I, I came here for, but I stayed the course long enough till I realized God had a bigger plan. And so the message that I want to I want to kind of throw out there today is that wherever you are, stay the course. Most people in recovery give up way too early. The magic probably is not going to happen in the first year. You know, when you understand that that while the disease of of addiction is progressive, so is the journey in recovery. You make it to 100 days because of the journey through the number one through 99. I've made it to a couple of decades plus because I've just stayed the course. You know, I was willing to do what most men want to have what most men don't. And, and that's why when you hear me say that, that I have made it my mission to help raise the percentages of men who realize the rewards of long-term recovery, phase three, the creation and life's purpose phase, this is where the magic happens. You know, anybody can go out and repeat the sayings, go to a meeting, you know, get a sponsor, work the steps. All that's great. I did all that. But at some point, all of that runs its course to where you have to take a peek at what phase two is all about, rebuilding the life that crumbled because of your addiction, and then asking yourself the question, is that the life that is the source of my addiction? I don't know what the answer is for you. I know what it was for me. But then realize that the, that the whole game in, in you know, when, when I turn my will and my life over to the care of, of the God of my understanding, I realize that the bigger game is to turn my will over to the God that is beyond my understanding. That has led me on the journey of this is not what I signed up for. The God that is beyond my understanding has, has a divine sequence in mind for my recovery as he does for yours. I have found a purpose for my recovery and a purpose for my life because of my recovery. That's what I say when I talk about the creation and life's purpose phase. So again, stay the course. You know what? I thought I had it all figured out at two years. I thought I had it all figured out at six years. I thought I had it all figured out at 20 years when, when I had a battle with throat cancer. I had a whole, you know, when they told me early on when I went to meetings to make sure that I built a spiritual bank account, that's what they were talking about, and I did that. I, 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 I didn't let the Goliath of cancer lead me back to the Goliath of addiction. And I realized that, that the biggest lessons that I've learned in my recovery, and this is why, I, I again, I, I make it my mission to help raise the percentages 
Because let me tell you, the greatest lessons I learned in recovery were in years 2, 6, 9, 20, and now going on 23, or in 23 going on 24. Stick around. The magic happens when you stay the course. You know, it's like uh, it's like climbing up a mountain, right? The further up the mountain you, you, you make it, the, the farther you can see. Stay the course, because I can promise you, if you do, you will find out and be able to say the same thing that I do when I say, this is not what I signed up for. God had a bigger plan, had a purpose for my recovery and a purpose for my life because of my recovery. So I uh, want to throw out some, something, if, if you are have made this you know, this podcast, one of your positive addictions, man, what we, I'm grateful you're here. I'm grateful you do. We are launching a new series that is called the Powerless to Powerful Interview Series. And uh, that, uh, we've got some really cool things that are coming up with uh, with some people uh, to help, you know, those who, who, uh, who listen to this podcast strengthen their recovery, supercharge their life because of their recovery. So again, today's session, this is not what I signed up for. And uh, for me, that's not a problem. It, it is, uh, I'm truly grateful that I didn't get what I signed up for. I got a whole lot more. So have a great day wherever you are. You absolutely deserve it. Bye for now. My prayer is that today's session leaves you inspired to be the best husband, father, and businessman you can be by becoming the man the world needs you to become. You know, the same guy God created you to become. I invite you to go to www.powerlessthepowerful.com and check out all of the empowering things we have going on. There's the book, the video book. There are videos and links to our retreats and workshops. Right now, you can get instant access to a man's quest for his true identity video series. And I've even thrown in a great gift to help you awaken the man God created by helping you discover your core strengths. Check it all out at www.powerlesstopowerful.com. Till next time, this is Mark Mascola inviting you to be empowered. Bye for now.